Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Yesterday, something took place on uh, Undisputed that was brought to my attention yesterday, actually. Uh, after we had finished shooting, one of the members, one of the viewers of our channel, and I don't remember the name of the person because there's so many comments, went and commented under the post that, uh, let me see here, maybe I can unearth uh, this post. This individual basically said that, hey, did you get a chance to see, ah, here it is. He goes, did you get a chance to see the exchange uh, between Skibalis on um in uh, Richard Sherman on Undisputed yesterday, and the person's name is Adrian uh, Bailey seven six seven one. So shout out to him. So <clears throat> I was like, no, and I asked him. I said, please, can you share the link? But I never got the link. So what happened this morning? I woke up and one of our viewers, because I was actually searching for this thing, and one of our viewers sent me a message on Instagram. Our Dreamers Pro. If you're not following us on Instagram. Our Dreamers Pro account is Dreamers Pro. Also, if you want to follow me on Instagram, my name is Charles Tabanzi. My handle is C-T-A-B-A-N-Z. So anyway, he goes, did you see this exchange between Skibalis uh, and Richard Sherman? And he sent me the clip and I was like, thank you, Lord, because now I can at least see the clip. So I look at the clip and then I quickly search for the, the video in its entirety online and I find out the video uh, and I see the exchange and they get into this heated exchange on television over you know a philosophical conversation that i really want us to get into today so what we want to do is i actually want to play the clip i want to give you guys the background so the background was essentially this they were talking about a hip drop tackle you guys i know i don't follow football that well but i'm talking about a hip uh, drop tackle on jordan travis a quarterback uh from what i understand and skip was arguing against the hit right and as you guys know richard sherman was a former defensive player in, in, in the nfl at the pro bowl uh, level and he was disagreeing so as they were going back and forth they get into this heated dispute where richard sherman loses his cool uh and basically goes to skip and they have this little moment on television so what we want to do is want to play this exchange for you guys i want you guys to listen to it in its entirety to get the full context of it and then we're going to come back and continue on the show take a listen to this exchange here you've been outspoken about how much you disagree with banning the hip drop the soapbox is yours ban just ban the game just ban the game of football. Ban it, because you're you're suspending Kareem Jackson for hitting too hard. Yeah, I mean, plays that would be on highlight tapes looped over and over when Sean Taylor did it, when, when Dawkins did it, when Ed Reed did it, when John Lynch did it. It was played over and over and over, but now it's dirty. Um, you talk about the hip drop tackle. It's a football tackle. You want guys to not tackle, then put flags on them, and they'll snatch the flags. But until then, if you want to ban this tackle, just ban the football game in general. It's too violent of a sport. It's too violent of a game. People are too soft these days. So just ban the game because at the end of the day, runners are trying to drag defenders and gain more yards. And what a defender is trying to do is bring him down. It's not an easy thing to do. And for guys that have never done it to sit there and tell you how it should be regulated and how it should be officiated is insane. I want you to see me at full speed, Skip, and I want you to try to bring me down. And when I'm dragging you, I want you to not drop your weight down to bring me down. I want you to just let me drag you as far as I can, and then eventually I'll stop when I get to the end zone. If you don't want that to happen, then, then just get out of the way. Get out of the game, because these people have not played the game, and that's clear when you hear them talk about it. This tackle should be banned. What, what part of it can be banned? 
a person having weight, you want them to not have gravity, you want them to not wrap people up around their hips, you're like, form them up. Well, you don't get to form everybody up when guys are running 4-3, some of the most dynamic athletes in the world. You're not always gonna get them square and get them where you want them. Sometimes you're gonna dive and have to, have to try to wrap their hips up. And when you dive and try to wrap their hips up, you gotta try to bring them down. And the only way you can bring them down is to drop your weight and to stop. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know how you, and as I said to you before, Skip, I don't, Richard, Richard played defense, and I don't know how you do it any other way. Now, I'm not going to go as far as Richard and say because you hadn't played tackle football, you don't know anything about it. I ain't going to do that, all right? But what I will say I'm is... I'm not saying doesn't know anything, but I'm saying if they saying ban the, the tackle, that's because you don't have the experience of, of, of dealing with it. So you're saying you should be able to avoid doing this. It's not possible. It's impossible to do. I've, I've said it on the air to you, Skip. I said off the air to you. You cannot. You can't. I understand the horse collar. Yes, you're yanking and you're pulling down. You're simply wrapping somebody down, and now you're pulling them to the ground. If they're getting caught underneath you, then that's just what it is. There's nothing you can do. No. What do you mean? That's not what they're saying. You, you can wrap and pull That's exactly what they're saying. All that you is want. exactly what they're saying. No. The explain to me, explain, saying, explain to okay, me then what they're saying. In the league office, they're keeping track of this. They say that the, the hip drop, the slingshot effect, is increasing the injury risk 25 times. So now we've seen Tony Pollard career-threatening. We've seen Mark Andrews career-threatening, although they say he might try to come back. I'll believe it when I see it. We saw Geno uh, Smith throw a fit in Seattle not too long. It was back in week four, and he went crazy about the Giants because they hip-dropped him, and he said, by the grace of God, he survived the hip-drop. And now we see Jordan Travis. What The problem is... What's that, crazy is... The, yeah. the Geno let me, Smith let me one finish, was Richard. I'm, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Thank you. I, I'll, I'll so, let you speak, but you're not speaking from experience. So stop. So stop raising your voice, Skip. Well, okay. talk, talk to me, Skip. All right. It, it, are you gonna let me speak or not? I'm, I, well, you're okay. speaking on something you don't experience. You don't have no experience doing. So I mean, what, well, what, what I've point can you really the game make? For a lot longer than you've been alive. You covered yeah. the game. Yeah. I've actually played the yeah, game I, longer I than you it. ever played. So it. like, what we're oh. talking about is something that okay. actually happens in the game that does, you can't experience unless you play okay. it. Does Rich McKay know anything about football? Keyshawn, help me out. Does, yeah, you know he Rich knows about McKay? football. He yeah. played, Rich McKay, he's played a, a little. Officiator. He, he, yeah. he played a little bit. He's been around yeah. it for years. Yeah, he know he knows about football. Does his father know anything? Yeah, about he football? knows about football. His father was one of the greatest yeah. coaches in, okay. in college football history. Oh, okay. So Rich McKay explains that you cannot encircle the the runner and slingshot your body forward because you come down with your full weight on the backs of his legs, and if the ankle gets trapped, yes, really bad things are going to happen, and yeah. we see it again and again and again. And I'm just giving you the highlight place yeah. here. I, I'm only, th th this has happened repeatedly. So, I would, so here's what you I would ask you, to, Skip, yeah. and I would ask Rich the same thing. Yeah. If Richard Sherman hit me in my legs as I was going down the sideline, yeah. hit me, is there a chance that he could break a leg, sure. tear my ACL, mm -hmm. break my ankle? Yeah. Break my hip. There's a yeah. chance, right? Okay. This mm -hmm. is the slingshot effect where you're grabbing around the waist and slinging your body forward instead of just pulling down, just holding on for dear life. I got you. But remember, Richard, that this, this league wants offense. It doesn't want defense. I, I know you played defense, but it, it wants Keyshawn. It, it doesn't want Richard. Hey. In the end. Well, that's the truth. It, it, and, you can, yeah. and, you can, and you can have that, 
But what you're telling me is you, you're offering problems, you're offering yeah. statistics, but you don't offer solutions. There is no solution to this because you've There's never no done solution. it. And so Rich McKay can say whatever he wants, yeah. but he can't offer a solution. You can't show yeah. me a way that you want these tackles to be corrected because you've never tackled. And so okay. when you're talking to me, I want you to talk from a place of, I'm talking from a place of a guy who's tackled people, who's been in an open yeah. field with a runner yeah. who can go anywhere. There's a lot of open space. They're dynamic, 4-3, four, 4-4, four, four, sometimes 4-2 runners. So sometimes I, you're going to catch me diving. And when I get my hands wrapped around them, I have to find a way to get them to the ground while, they're, while their yeah. momentum and their strength and their power is going somewhere else. It sounds good, but it's not practical. It, it, look, Richard, here's what I would say. They're not operating from a place of doing it. They're operating from a place of studying. Yeah. And it's okay to operate from a place of studying. So you, so you heard the exchange between the two gentlemen. Now, let me get into the nitty-gritty of this thing here. And I want, I, want to really, I want to really take my time to unpack this subject for you guys because I think it's a nuanced one. First of all, let's talk about what we just listened to. Um... There are two things. Number one, I believe Richard Sherman rudely interrupted Skip. I believe that Richard Sherman was being unnecessarily combative. I don't believe that Skip <clears throat> was trying to personalize any of what he was saying. I think that he had a position. He was speaking from his own vantage point, obviously from his own expertise. Uh, and Richard Sherman took it as Skip was shouting at him and all of that when in reality, he wasn't. If you watch the video, and I'm sure you guys will go hunt it down, you will see that Richard looked visibly irritated uh, as Skip was speaking, and you could see that he was trying to re restrain himself um, from going back as Skip, and he was visibly getting annoyed, right? Now, is it fair for him to get annoyed at what Skip was saying? Absolutely. Uh, but nevertheless, that's not a reason to continue to filibuster him while he was talking. He kept on interrupting and kept on interrupting him. And then Skip finally said, don't interrupt me. Now, why did Skip say that? Because usually the way things go is that whenever they present a topic item, uh, Richard or Keyshawn would go first. In this instant, it was Keyshawn. Then it was then it was Richard. Then it was Skip. Skip is always responding to the two uh, uh, you know, people on the show. And that's where Skip was coming in. So Skip was like going through his point. And Richard started interrupting him. And that's why Skip said, don't interrupt me. And then Richard took it to the other level of, you know, don't talk to me like that. Don't yell at me like that. When the fact of the matter is, Skip didn't yell. He just said, don't interrupt me. Now, he said it with a little bit of uh, uh, um, a fervor, yes, but he wasn't shouting at you. He was just like, please, let me talk, right? So Richard's response in terms of don't shout at me, I don't understand what that was. I want to get into the bigger conversation, though, uh, surrounding this, because I think this is the conversation that needs to be had. The reason I believe this conversation needs to be had is because the sports media landscape is quickly evolving, right? And I'm beginning to notice some incongruities within the landscape that I want to address. First of all, if you listen to the crux of the dispute between Skip Bayless and Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman was simply saying, hey, listen, I played uh, I played as a defensive player in the NFL. So I have firsthand experience on this particular issue. And he was going into the different nuances of how you tackle people. Obviously, their momentum is going in one direction. You hit them. There may be some type of effect. So he was going through it uh, 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 only. Uh, he's going through it at a level that only an NFL player that plays defense can go through. So I totally understand that. But then Richard took it to another extent, which was I'm speaking from a practical standpoint, meaning I've actually gone through this and you're speaking it, speaking about it from a theoretical uh, aspect. And then something interesting happened. 
Keyshawn chimes in because Skip then, instead of escalating the situation, I think he learned from some of the blowups that he had with Shannon Sharp, and he tried to de-escalate the situation by be just kind of being calm and kind of disarming him with questions, which were kind of loaded questions. He goes, Keyshawn, does this person know about football? Does that person know? And Keyshawn goes, yes, yes, yeah. He's like, so what football experience do they have? I think he was talking about referees and all of that. So Keyshawn was like, no. And then Keyshawn says something quite interesting, which I believe presented a wrinkle to this argument, which was, you don't have to play football to understand football because you can study football. And this is where I want us to go. You see, there are a lot of morons on the internet. And a lot of these morons are arguing against themselves. I'll repeat it once more. There are a lot of morons in the internet that are actually arguing against their own interests. What do I mean? As you guys know, I had kind of a back and forth with Gilbert Arenas, friendly back and forth. There was no swears involved or anything like that. Even though some people, that's what they love. They love to see the, you know, the, you know, the stuff. But um, we didn't go that far. And you had some people saying, well, Gilbert Arenas played in the NBA. He play and I'm not taking a shot at Gilbert. He, I'm just making a point here. And I usually comment. I usually say something. I usually send him a message before I talk about him in shows now so he's not taken off guard. But anyway, um, and some people say, oh, Gilbert Arenas got you. Gilbert Arenas because he's an NBA player. They said, what can you know? You never played in the NBA. Gilbert Arenas played in the NBA. And they would use that as a, 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 what is it, a vehicle to then say, no matter what you say, when you're speaking to an athlete that played that particular sport, they are always right and you are always wrong. That's the premise. So what did I do before producing this show? Uh, before we produced this show, I went to the channel because I'll be putting up these polls. People be thinking I'll be bored, but I'll be putting them up for a reason. I put up a few things that I want to share with the audience here. I put up a first poll about two hours ago, and it says, should journalists be allowed to talk sports? Of the 1,100 voters, 80% said yes, 20% said no, which is interesting that 20% said no. I wonder who will cover sports. I guess LeBron will play a game and then go sit down in the booth and then talk. People are people are unreal. And then another, I put up another poll. I said two hours after, I said, should athletes always be viewed as right when they talk uh, when when talking sports with fans and journalists <clears throat> of the 418 people that have voted 92 percent said no eight percent said yes i put up another poll i said if athletes are always right when they talk sports should shannon sharp be allowed to talk basketball of the 500 voters uh what is it 44 percent said yes 56 percent said no and then I asked the final poll and I said, if Gilbert Arenas says LeBron is better than Jordan, is he right because he played basketball? And then something interesting happened. 91% said no. He is wrong, even if he is an NBA player. And 9% said yes, he is right. Uh, he's always right. He played basketball. And this exposes what was happening between Skip uh, and Richard Sherman. There's something taking place here that I think we need to address now. Here's the facts. For a content creator that never played at the NBA level or played at any level worth being no, like a notable level, for you to then say NBA players are always right is basically saying then if an NBA player can now go to your channel and if they dispute every single point that you made, even if you know it makes sense, they're still right. That is the heart of stupidity. You're actually arguing against yourself, but nevertheless, some people unwittingly do this. Every single day, they feel like they're doing something when really they're arguing against their own position. That's number one. Number two, I think that we're getting to a point where we need to really think before we speak. The sports media landscape is evolving quickly. 
one of the biggest shows right now in sports. Uh, is it is what it is of Alpha Cameron and Mace, people I grew up listening to, love their music, right? Especially Mace. These are musicians. Now Mace played basketball, I think, in high school, and he could, I think, go to college or get a, uh, um, uh, what is it, uh, a scholarship and all that. But they play basketball. But at the heart of it, they're musicians. They're known for their music. Nevertheless, they talk sports. I think most of us can assume that they are high-level fans, fans of the sport that also play basketball, not at the NBA level. But they're talking about it. These guys are predominantly known for what? For entertainment. Shannon Sharp is an NFL player. I've heard him talk numer on numerous occasions that uh, talk about basketball on numerous occasions. And in fact, Shannon Sharp is one of the biggest proponents of LeBron being the GOAT. Now, here's what's interesting. A lot of NBA fans agree with my, uh, Shannon Sharp saying that LeBron is the GOAT, but Le Shannon Sharp never played basketball. So why should his opinion be valid? I've heard a lot of people use some of the arguments that Shannon Sharp has used to say why he believes LeBron is the GOAT. And he've never pushed back, pushed back on that notion. Why is that? Here's what's happening. <clears throat> what is happening is simply this. And people have to be careful. You guys are going to try to create an environment which anything an athlete says goes. Even if you know it's wrong. That is the essence of a sheep mentality. And I put up a post on the channel about an hour ago and I said... So political science, so political scientists can be wrong. Professors can be wrong. Pilots can make errors. Soldiers can make mistake mistakes, but athletes are always right. The follower syndrome in some people is beyond disturbing. Some people will f forever be sheep. Now, here's the fact of the matter. I'm one of those people that believes that you can be self, you can be self-taught to a certain extent. And you can study a subject enough to grasp it without performing it. Let me repeat it. You can understand something well enough to understand what's going on, but not be able to do that thing. For example, I can understand an NBA player going out there, hitting a shot and them scoring and doing all of that stuff, but it doesn't mean I can do it. And to say that because you can't do it, it means you don't understand it. Then how do we have fans? <clears throat> In any sport, are you suggesting that fans that go to patronize the NBA, the NFL, soccer, because they can't perform that thing at a high level, that means they don't understand it? Well, that'll be patently stupid and patently absurd. Number one. Number two, who said because you don't do something, it means you can't talk about it if you study it? Look at D.L. Hughley. What's D.L. Hughley known for? He's a comedian. D.L. Hughley almost half of the time is talking politics. Is D.L. Hughley a politician? What political office has D.L. Hughley held for his position to be valid? His position is valid because he studies the subject matter. So how do people know what they're voting for when they're voting for various policies? Do you know that there's certain things that are quite complicated and you have to spend time understanding it? Let me ask you guys another question. If you need to be versed at a particular thing to understand it, how do you think NBA players understand how, how NBA contracts work? How do you, how do you think they understand? Now, let's, let's go through it practically. The idiots will never win against me because I, I use logic. How do you think they do it? They get into the NBA, they're presented a new set of information that they now have to learn and someone explain to them. So you're telling me that an NBA player can never learn how NBA contract works because they're not a lawyer or an accountant? That's also patently stupid. It is stupid. The fact of the matter is this. I don't care whose mouth is coming out of. It can come out of Michael Jordan's mouth. It can come out of LeBron's mouth. It can come out of any athlete. If they say Michael Jordan is not the greatest player of all time, I don't care. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. Whether you're an athlete, whether you're the president of the United States, I don't agree. I'm not a sheep. I can think for myself. 
And it's this herd mentality that's gotten a lot of people into a lot of trouble because so-and-so will give you this and you will say, okay, I'll do it because so-and-so said so. The sheep of the world. Question things. Question things. Because some people are saying you can't speak any power, speak uh, truth to power. Because, well, you're not a power person. This is stupid and I don't ascribe to it. Now, some people feel like, oh, you should. I don't care. I'm a free thinker. I'm sorry. I'm not a follower. I don't be twerking it up all over the place, knocking over people's drinks for dudes. I'm sorry. If you say something that doesn't make sense to me, I'm going to disagree with you. Have none of y'all ever been in school when a professor says something you're like, hold up, professor, I don't agree with you. Oh, you agree with everything the professor said just because of the professor. This is stupidity at its finest. This is what it is. So to me, I think people are trying to overcomplicate this thing. We're not talking about thermodynamics. We're not building rocket ships. We're not building bridges here. We're talking sports. And I believe that most fans are quite capable of understanding sports. And I'll tell you why. Because a lot of people that follow sports are not stupid. Hate to break it to you. A lot of the people that follow sports can think properly. Hate to break it to you. There are a lot of engineers. I saw Elon Musk at a basketball game. So Elon Musk can't comprehend a basketball game? He doesn't have the mental faculties and wherewithal to comprehend it? This is stupidity at its finest. At its finest. So to go back to the dispute that Skip and Shannon had, what I don't like is, is Richard trying to shut Skip down by basically saying, you don't understand because I played football instead of actually presenting solid arguments. It's almost as if like a veil you hide behind. You run behind your veil because you don't want to explain your position. And I'm not with that. Kendrick Perkins is a basketball player. He thinks LeBron is better than Jordan. I don't agree. I don't care if Kendrick Perkins played in the NBA or he was a, or he was a financial analyst on Wall Street. I don't agree. Sorry, I'm not going to twerk it up with you dudes. I'm not doing it. You follow these dudes. I'm not doing it. I'm not a follower. You dudes are. I'm sorry. I don't follow dudes. That's not my, I got my pops. I'm not following these dudes around. If you say something, I agree with it. I first have to think about it before I agree with it. Not just because you said it. Now, it is important that I make this distinction before we close. Does this not, does this mean that athletes um, don't have more information on the particular subject matter, given the fact that they're in within that particular thing? Obviously, it doesn't. Obviously, they have information that we're not privy to. I sent Gilbert Arenas a text this morning uh, because of some, a show we're producing. He talked about, um, what did Gilbert Arenas talk about? He talked about, right, they were arguing on LeBron, KD, and all that. He was talking about how different NBA markets make all of this money and why certain markets, you know, uh, make the most money, Chicago, LA. And I, I sent him a message. I was like, hey, Gilbert, I heard the part that you said about this. Can you go a little bit further into it? What do you mean why the NBA would like the The reason I'm asking him is because he has that information. So I'm not averse for asking other these, these other guys for information because I know there's information that they have. But when we're talking about it from a basic level and a fundamental level or from a rudimentary level, I'm sorry, I can think for myself. I'm sorry. Now, that may bother some people, but I can't. And it just means that you're going to accept anything. So if a politician comes to hands you something and says, put this in your, put this in your arm, you're going to do it because what? You're a politician or if a scientist walks up to you and says take this but you know you have questions about it you're not going to ask any questions then you're a bloody idiot across the board it means your way of thinking is flawed i'm sorry this may offend some people but this is exactly what i think i am not here to twerk
Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. So I was doing research and I came across a very, very, very interesting piece of uh, um, uh, news uh, this morning. I came across an audio uh, from Gil's Arena. Now, you guys know Gilbert Arena's show or Gil's Arena. From time to time, they have some controversial uh, positions. You know, Gilbert Arenas likes to go with 80s players. I don't know why, but uh, he, he likes to go with them. But I came across a soundbite from their show that was centered on some comments that Rashard McCant uh, was making on that show. And essentially, and it was a friendly conversation. I don't think he was trying to be disrespectful in any way. But essentially, Rashard McCant was trying to basically say that when it's all said and done, uh, that Kevin Durant is going to be viewed as the better player than LeBron James, which can be a controversial position because most people have LeBron in their top five. And I'm not sure a lot of people have KD in their top 10. But not to say that KD is not a great player. I think I have him like top 14 or something like that katie's that 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 elite so they were kind of having this back and forth and then it goes into it and then it went into a deeper part of the conversation where they really started talking about what why started talking about the way we view athletes and why we view them that way so what we want to do is want to play exactly what a uh, rashad mccann had to say to gilbert arenas in the panel uh and then we're to come back and, and give you guys our thoughts take a listen to this exchange here i think that the real hoopers know that kevin durant is going to go down as a better I think better basketball player than LeBron. Than LeBron, at the end of at the end of the road, not right now. Um, but promotion, if you look at Steph, LeBron, and KD, the promotion between Steph and LeBron is here. Mm-hmm. KD's here. Is I don't know if he's presentable or marketable. I don't know what it is, but they the have dad, more. They the have more. Thing. They have more commercials. Mm-hmm. The dad thing that their parent, like their fathers, it kind of also with the LeBron conversation because he has like a college age son and older kids and Zuri's like 10 or 11 now it like makes him like seem like a little bit older than he actually is you look at KD but and KD's not that young from them he's not but when he's he's not being pushed right he's not being pushed over the limit and you would think because he's a Nike guy he's a champion he came in with just as much hype as LeBron, mm-hmm. you know, Texas and D.C. assault, all that stuff. It's like, well, why is KD not being seen as top three all time? Because, because the media killed off the legacy when he left. When he, when he left, to, yep. When he that's that's up. When he went to Golden State? Because he could have eclipsed LeBron maybe four but years like, ago. But just like LeBron got clipped... When he went to Miami. When he went to Miami, yeah, like, right. Go back it's, to Cleveland, win, and, and like revitalize. Revitalize. Yeah. It. yeah. What, what happened is the NBA is holding the media is holding a standard on three people, and it's not fair because the three people were in three three main cities, mm. right? You're in the when the NBA when the NBA is at is thriving when they're when the NBA is making their money, they're, they are as big as possible, is if when the three kings are, when the three king cities are powerhousing, Boston, Chicago, Lakers. When those three cities are, they got good teams, the NBA is, that's, that's cash cow, yep. right? You can't have all three of them down. 
One has to be standing for the media to go. So think about every great player we done had. Where are their legacies? One of those, I mean, in a major city. Chicago, Boston, okay. LA. Angeles. Right? When, you're, when you are, when you talk, talk about Derrick Rose is when Chicago was pumping, yeah. right? You talk about the Boston, you're talking about L.A., Lakers, right? You're, you're talking about legacy, so Kobe, right? You're talking about Magic, right? You're talking about Lakers who never went anywhere. You're talking about Chicago. Michael Jordan don't need to go anywhere. You're talking about Bird. He don't need to go anywhere. Everyone wants to come to them, Right? Every, so you're talking about, oh, they never left. Why do they need to leave? Where are they going to go? So you heard the exchange there. Now, that's a controversial position uh, to take. First of all, let me state from the onset. Right now, I don't believe that Kevin Durant is a better basketball player than LeBron James, if we're talking about it from an all-time standing, uh, all-time standpoint. Uh, I don't believe that. I believe that LeBron is the better player. I believe that he's just a better all-around basketball player. Now, and there are certain things that various players do better than the other. Obviously, LeBron has this unique skill set to be able to run an offense, put players in the right spot, uh, and really run an offense through him with the ball in his hand. He has an uncanny passing ability, one of the best passers ever, especially from that position, him, Larry Bird, and others. Uh, so that's something that's quite unique to LeBron. He also has a unique kind of game where... He's extremely fast. He's extremely athletic. And when he's once he's in the open floor, he's very, very difficult to deal with, especially when he's going downhill. I think LeBron is better at attacking the basket uh, than Giannis Antetokounmpo. And you know how Giannis attacks the rim. So just think about how much I must think of LeBron. He's, he's quite spectacular. Obviously, he's ambidextrous. Um, and he can do so many things for you on a basketball court. And obviously, he's very, very smart and he's a more accomplished NBA player. I think it's worth noting as worth pointing out that if you look at KD, KD is more, um, let me say he's more of a Hoopers player. Uh, KD can flat out shoot the hell out of that ball. Uh, he's a very, very precise player. A lot of players, I can see them trying to patent their game after a Kevin Durant, because to be quite frank with you, it's a lot easier to paint your game after Katie than it is LeBron. LeBron, you have to have a unique skill set and a unique um, body build. I mean, to be able to move that fast, be that strong, it's quite incredible for his size, uh, for his size and his weight to be able to move that fast, to move that much weight up and down the court, uh, is incredible. Uh, but Kevin Durant has his own things. He's a better, uh, he's more, he's a more efficient player from the field overall much more efficient three-point shooter. I think he's been part of the 50-40-90 club. And he's also hit some very big shots in the playoffs and in the NBA Finals, and he's 2-0 against LeBron James in the NBA Finals. Now, if we're looking at it from the standpoint as NBA players, it really comes down to what you want. Um, if you want a guy that's clutch, great shooter, you foul him, he's going to make his free throws, he doesn't need the ball to be effective, he can move without the ball, um, you get a Kevin Durant. If you need somebody that's going to be durable, to run your offense for you, pass, rebound, score, bring guys together, then you get a LeBron. It comes down to preference. But to me, I think that even going into the future, KD, excuse me, LeBron would be viewed as the better basketball player because I believe he is better than Kevin Durant. Uh, I just believe that. Now, Gilbert Arenas brought up another aspect of it where he was talking about the reason why we feel certain ways about certain players that maybe play for the Lakers, play, play for... Uh, what is it, the Bulls or play for, I forgot the last market, uh, Boston, is because of the marketing, which is true. But the fact of the matter is this, 
before MJ got to Chicago, who was the big name player? MJ turned Chicago into a into a into a into a big market. As a matter of fact, he helped win all six of those championships for, for them. So he turned that into what it is. And number two, regardless of the market, he was still a great player. The same thing with LeBron. Regardless of the fact that he was in Cleveland, no one would dispute the fact that he was one of the best players ever. So the, I believe the market plays a role in terms of how we view players, but in terms of how good they are, um, a great player is a great player nowhere. I mean, everywhere. If Kobe, who was drafted by the Hornets, played with the Hornets for his entire career, I still think he would be Kobe Bryant. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.